0: Or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction.
3: And now, we go into the thick of it.
0: Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
1: Erin Addison's.
0: On American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening. It's the Friday edition. You've made it to your Friday. We call this Mm -hmm. our gumbo show. Everything kind of goes into the pot. Uh, Historically, it's been a time for us to kind of laugh just a little bit more. We may do some of that today, but it's kind (laughs) of sad. So it's Uh. not like, (laughs) you, you know, it's... There's nervous laughter that happens Uh, anyway, but thank you so much for listening. Mm -hmm. I'm Miki and I'm will and Sherry B is over in studio CC and just a little bit. We'll open the phone lines up um, so that we can have a bigger conversation around some of the topics that we've covered this week and, uh, you know, get your take on some of those things and even some of what we're going to talk about today, which I think will be sort of like the anchor of the show. I was thinking, you know, today's show should be titled the letter of the day is I Mm. for indoctrination. And uh, thanks to our sister Dawn, Uh, It was brought to our attention that Sesame Street continues to indoctrinate children, even partnering with CNN to host a town hall event. They did that um, last month on Mm -hmm. June the 6th. I was unaware of it because... um, well, we, we unplugged, that. yeah, because
1: <laughs> we don't watch that. I we mean. right,
0: we unplugged from Sesame Street a while back, um but
1: <laughs> and we don't watch CNN, so I mean,
0: but, and we right,
1: <laughs> or really any other whatever.
0: But I'm always grateful <laughs> for people um who you know kind of are sniffing out these stories and paying attention to what's going on, and then mm-hmm. they bring it to our attention, and we get to bring it to our listeners' attention. And That's so we're right. gonna talk about that, and have a little bit of a conversation around that, the um, the letter of the. <laughs> Man, why why can't we just teach kids letters? I
1: don't like, know. Why can't we
0: just teach them it, letters? It used
1: to be like that: A, B, C. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, yeah. eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. It yeah, used to be I that, mean, and that's when I was about as far up. as
0: I I was able to go. Until, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, now you know what Sesame Street used to do though. I will say this though, because if you look back, as we have, um, mm-hmm. we've looked back uh, just randomly at some old episodes. We've mm-hmm. shown old episodes to our kids in mm-hmm. the past. Um, but they used to tackle issues Yeah. just by, how do you say this? They would tackle issues by being different, Yeah. right? So you introduce a kid who is in a wheelchair so that children right. understand that there's some people who are different, right? Um, you, you talk about loving people, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't
1: the 21st. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It just, you know but, what see, I mean? Like, you know, know. And Mr. Rogers used to do. Uh he yes, tackled you remember issues. him
0: with um, what was the officer's name? Oh I goodness, forget his name, he's but police t- officer where they put their feet in the same yeah, waiting foot
1: washing pool. type thing. Yeah,
2: you know <laughs> that's exactly that's what is, he that's did. what it
1: was. But I'm like, yeah. they, they tackled issues, but it just didn't didn't seem like the agenda of I would just say wickedness <laughs> was yeah. continue was being promoted. Like it was, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It it was different. It was different.
0: It definitely was, and so, you know, when we started noticing that, we uh, kind of uh, pulled the plug on Mm -hmm. them with our kids, you know, and I know people could say, well, you can choose the episodes that you want, but, you know, my thing is, I just, I, some things I'm willing to to worry about that with other things, I'm just like, nah, I can, at the end of the day, I can teach my kids letters, like, I, I mean, you know, there there's some fun to it that you miss, kids love puppets and things, you know, but. I mean, I got some old socks. I,
1: can, <laughs> I mean, you know,
0: I can I can put something over my hand and hide behind the couch and.
1: Yeah, and, and and another thing is, you know, and I know they've always invited people on, but the people that they invite on to help with these lessons well, and right. stuff, I'm like, nah, my kid do not need That's actually, I'm glad you mentioned <laughs> that, is. Will, because <laughs> like, that
0: was what really led to our sort of like, okay, we need to pull the plug because our kids started saying, um, started wanting to know who these people were. You know, know and we're like, uh, (laughs) we don't actually want to even talk about what they're famous for, like why they are on Sesame Street. Like, it was uncomfortable to have to even say why Sesame Street invited them on. Which, when you start to drill down and think about it, you're like, man, that's probably a little bit of the intent that your kid, as they grow and their perception and understanding increases. They start to have these questions, well, why is that person on Sesame Street? You know, mm-hmm. why why are they singing with this person? Why right. is Elmo singing with this person? Right. Who's that? You know, and, and you're like, um,
1: <laughs> right? I don't want you and, listening and to that person's music.
0: Exactly. <laughs> you don't need to go look like, them up. And you're like, I don't want to have that conversation nah. with you. But you found yourself increasingly forced to have that conversation. So, anyway, we were just like, nah, we're, you know, we're done with it. But here's what happened last month. And, and we wanted to just bring this to your attention. I think it's interesting. Um, some of the clips here, I think, are you know, they're really sad because the intent is so sinister, right? Mm -hmm. The intent is not really to bring any type of understanding. I think that Sesame street has made attempts at this in the past, you know, when it was, you know, not driven by Marxist ideology, but today it's all, it's all bathed in this type of collective thought that is fueled by what fuels BLM. Mm -hmm. And if you are new to this program and you haven't heard me before, When I say BLM, I am talking about the organization. I am not going to um, pretzel myself to try to make a distinction here because I understand that the um, the aim is to get us all using terms that have been redefined. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I say that I'm talking about the organization and I think that that is the sentiment today, the popular sentiment is attached to that organization.
4: Yeah. It is
0: not separated from the organization. The organization determines that conversation that's happening nationally, mm-hmm. determines the sentiment, determines what black people you get to care about. Right. And rather than trying to do all these twists and flips to make ourselves... Seem like, oh, we're we're in it. We're with it. We're using the term, but we're going to just qualify it. My thing is you're not going to condition me. It's all out. I'm not Mm -hmm. using it at all. Mm -hmm. And I'm not following it up with. But yes. And then all lives matter because that's all just playing into their hands. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: I'm not doing any of it. I'm going to continue on the way I've always continued on as a Christian tackling sin um, and and looking at tools for discipleship within the body of Christ without the use of these additional tools, as they call them. We mm-hmm. don't need that. So, yeah. anyways, um, Black Lives Matter teamed up with, <laughs> with CNN. <clears throat> There's so many jokes. There's so many jokes. It's like, what's the faker news? You know, you don't know? <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. <laughs> the people in really? the costumes are the people in the costumes. Really? Boom, boom. You don't know. <laughs> we'll be here all week, next week. But anyway, we'll go, we'll go out with a bang. Um, the, the name of the, the event or the broadcast was uh, coming together, standing up to racism, a town hall for kids and families, not kids and parents, kids <laughs> and families, because families can be redefined to be whatever we want, mm. right? But it is specifically for kids, kids and families. That is very intentional. People say, Miki, you probably just splitting ha- hairs on that. Nope. BLM has already told you that they want to replace the nuclear family and that they want like a village type family. Where whoever gets together and whatever that looks like, you can call yourself a family. And so CNN and Sesame Street are playing right into that. Um, Anyways, this is clip number one. Well, actually, the true clip number one, Will, where we have the interview with.
1: Oh, you don't want to you don't want to. So, well, I, mean?
0: I expected you to do it differently, but I didn't want to say it publicly oh, because okay. then you'd be upset. And then... <laughs> and then well, in I that thought, case, this show was... is, is
1: uh, sponsored by the letter A for angry. No, the, no. the, the letter I for indoctrination. indoctrination. And here's yes, a that's, little... And
0: I, I hoped that you would... Yeah, jump there we go. Okay. Down. It's not the same. Down now.
1: moving to be but people can get into it. In my head, it was different. Yeah. It's
0: have lost
1: it. Friday. Anything goes.
0: What's the letter?
2: What's the letter? What's the letter? The letter
1: of the day. It's what? I.
2: Oh, wow.
0: It's almost as if we planned that the letter of the day would be I. Hey for indoctrination that's, that's it that's very good thank you elmo all right we there appreciate you go that's
1: that's your fun <laughs> for today
0: <laughs> no there's more fun because you've got <laughs> there's, there's more fun there's van jones oh, and uh, abby Kadabi. and uh and you know we're gonna we're gonna play a few clips for you You got about three clips that we want to play here Man, that you wait can, what i had to say with, yes with,
1: you know i yeah. i was watching these clips and i'm like van jones like really like, you don't feel crazy sitting <laughs> up here. Little. Okay, you wanna just play the clip?
0: No, no, go ahead. Cause I was, I actually shared your feelings on that. I, like I was I, almost
1: embarrassed watching that. Look was like, at
0: like his what attempt at a serious yes! sort of kid like face. Exactly. Like, how do you get both of those at the same time? I don't think Van Jones really knew how to do My that. He goodness. wasn't really comfortable doing that. But for the cause, he had to do it. Man, it was All right, just so weird,
1: awkward. It okay. Was,
0: It was weird. It Mm -hmm. was awkward. It was all of those things. Yes. But it doesn't have to be perfect because, you know, after all, if you just have puppets, you know, then (laughs) you're going to succeed. So here is Van Jones and Mm -hmm. his exchange. Now, listen, all jokes aside, I want you to listen to this exchange um, between Van Jones and uh, Abby Cadabby on the CNN Sesame Street Town Hall. Serious. Mm -hmm. Seriously. A CNN Sesame Street Town Hall. This is clip one. Listen. Now is Abby Cadabby. Hi,
5: Abby. Hi, Erica.
6: Hi, Van. Hey, how are you? How are you doing, Abby?
5: Well, well, like a lot of people, I'm very upset. I'm, I'm upset of how my friends across the country are being treated, and, and well, I know it's not right. You do? Yeah. Yeah, because one time, well, my friend Big Bird, he was bullied by some other birds because of his yellow feathers and because of how big he is. And, well, it wasn't kind and it wasn't fair. And, well, I wouldn't want to be treated like that, so I understand how Big Bird was upset.
6: Well, you know, you're a really good friend, Abby, and you were showing a lot of empathy. Um, Empathy? Yeah, yeah, empathy is a big word for uh, showing that you understand how somebody else is feeling in your heart.
7: And that and that also means Abby that you care that you
0: care about how other people feel.
5: Well, I do care, I care a lot.
0: So what did you do to support Big Bird?
5: Well, I just told him that the yellow color of his feathers and and his big size is what makes him so special and that he should be proud of who he is and that those other birds were wrong. And then, well, I went and told a grown-up what was happening.
6: Yeah, well, look, that, that's great, Abby, because not only did you show empathy by understanding what he was going through, you also took action. You took a stand. And that's what we need people to do right now around racism.
5: Yeah. Well, I, I stood up for Big Bird, and I will, I will stand up for all my family and friends across the country because everyone should be treated fairly. I'm with respect, Erica and Van.
6: Yeah, look, that's a great rule to live by, Abby.
2: And and standing mm-hmm. up and acting are the steps that
0: we all need to take to end racism toward the black community, and to make this world a better place for everyone to live. It's amazing, man. Oh man. I mean, come on. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to leave out Erica Hill. That's right, it's Erica Hill and Van Jones who are having this conversation with Abby Cadabby. Man, it is it is so it's so unbelievable. Um, If you just kind of dissect that a little bit and if you're listening closely, you don't get (sighs) lost if you don't get entertained. (laughs) Watch it. Be careful. They'll suck you in. You don't get entertained. um, It's really interesting to hear the type of it's like it's unashamed uh, indoctrination. Right. Like it's not even they're they're not even blushing over this. It is a call for kids, Mm -hmm. one, to feel a certain way. Right. And to identify with the tone of a movement that is happening right now in this country and then to speak out. Right, so, in other words, and we've been saying this for a long time, you create kids who are activists who will if if it continues, so this is from the earliest age, so this would this would go um, in the category of before you enter kindergarten, yeah, right? this yeah. this is before you get to first grade. Yeah. I mean because we already talked about this entering uh, school curricula all across this mm-hmm. country, BLM and its agenda, but now we're talking about this again being served up right inside your home before your kids even leave but now what you're doing is you are footing the bill for mm. those who will grow up in your home as your enemies man they will grow up as your enemies they will see the world differently from you right. and they will be proud of that and they will not be filtering through a biblical worldview and that's the role of a parent it's a tough role but that is our role it just got tougher <laughs> just got tougher. CNN and Sesame Street. All right. The letter of the day is I. We'll grab this break. Erin, the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back.
6: Yeah, this is an ode to my old dude. Yeah, I know you are going to I pray a better place you moved on to One day I'm coming home too
4: this
0: isn't
2: old to my old dude. Oh, Daddy, Emma doesn't understand. What's happening? Why are all these people together?
8: Oh, well, they're gathering together to protest.
2: Protest? Emma um, doesn't understand. What's a protest?
8: Oh, a, a, a protest is when people come together to show they are upset and disagree about something. They want to make others aware of the problem. Through protesting, people are able to share their feelings and work together to make things better. They make signs, uh, like this. Ah. Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing this sign to the protest at the community center later. <laughs>
2: oh. Well, they look upset. Well, are, are the protesters sad?
8: They are sad and upset. And they have every right to be, Elmo. People are upset because racism is a huge problem in our country. Racism? What's that? Oh, racism is when people treat other people unfairly because of the way they look or the color of their skin. Well,
2: uh, the color of their skin? Oh, Elmo doesn't understand, Daddy. Elmo has- with different types of skin oh and fur too black brown
8: pink yeah. purple i know elmo but not all streets are like sesame street I mean, on sesame street we all love and respect one another but yeah. across the country people of color especially in the black community are being treated Unfairly because of how they look, their their culture, race, and who they are. What we are seeing is people saying enough is enough. They want to end racism.
2: Well, I'm almost I'm to end racism, too. Hmm. I'm almost everybody to be treated fairly.
0: No, actually, that's not, that's not actually what's going on. Right now, we are having racism redefined so that these emotions and so that these feelings can be fresh in the youngest generation. This is, this is what we're talking about. That is another clip from last month's, and I want to say, again, if it wasn't clear, I wanted to thank our sister Dawn who um, brought this to our attention, uh, but CNN and Sesame Street got together to have a town hall, and um, that is a part of the result of that. Welcome back to Aaron, the Addison's on American family radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. Uh, Sherry B is over in studio CC. We'll open the phone lines up in just a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Listen, if you heard that when we came back from the break and you can't see it in the video, we'll put links in the story so that you can go check it out for yourselves. Uh, One of the things that they do is they come back with clips from black lives matter protests Mm -hmm. where people are chanting, Black Lives Matter. So that is the face of the protest, that is the organization that in any kid's mind that is leading the charge to "quote unquote" end racism. All right? So it is not about it's not about the sentiment as people would have you believe, it is about this organization. And you hear Elmo having this conversation with his dad where racism is redefined. So now every kid is sort of like a racist hunter, right? Every every kid gets dubbed with the type of authority to call this out and to say this isn't right or this is an injustice. Now remember, at the same time, BLM gets to define what racism is.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: BLM gets to define what lives as they would describe it, what black lives mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. And remember, it's only the black lives, quote unquote, that fit their narrative. And this is what kids are being indoctrinated with today. Yeah. If you don't bend or bow to this sentiment today in our culture, then you are a racist. And, and, and you know, why, why am I going back to this? Uh, w- well, one reason is because it's outrageous to me.
4: Yeah.
0: It's outrageous. We had a, a sit down conversation while well, we've had several sit down conversations, but one in particular today with our 13 year old, um, talking about this and she's trying to understand cause we were talking to her about Sam. Is it Coonrod? Is that how you say his name?
4: Yes.
1: I, I don't, I, I don't so. follow
0: baseball, but anyways, um, he is apparently a pitcher for the San Francisco Giants. Mm-hmm. And as all of his teammates and even the team's manager uh, were kneeling in support of BLM, he wouldn't do it. Right. He wouldn't do it. And the reason that he gave for that, for refusing to kneel is that he's a Christian. It's a 27 year old man. He's saying, I'm a Christian and he says, I just believe I can't kneel before anything uh, besides God. But then he goes on when pressed about why he didn't kneel, you know, as this is going to be happening in the sports world. I mean, oh, all across yeah. the country. Right. I mean, this is this is the new posture. Everybody has to to signal their virtue, it has to show that you are a part of the solution. So no one gets to keep quiet. Everybody has to say something right. You have to everybody has to respond to show that you're a part of this, which actually serves to legitimize this movement. It serves to say, um, yeah, we, we actually, America is systemically racist and we, and we've, we've always been this way. This is, this is who this country is. Black people cannot be treated, will not be treated fairly. We've got one more clip and we'll get to it in just a second here. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's interesting to me that when you start talking about what you would define as, um, woven into the american fabric that still exists that points to systemic racism they can't do it
4: mm-hmm.
0: remember because this ideology is built on feelings right, right. it's built on anecdote right. it's built on personal stories personal narratives so now if you say if you say to a person well it's illegal for you to be discriminated against uh, as it pertains to housing
1: mm-hmm. and
0: loans it's it's illegal for you to not get a job simply based on the color of your skin. Mm. People don't care about that. right? And it's <laughs> about how somebody looked at me, man. right? Now, and again, again, man, and I hate to, I, it's like you can't have this conversation without going back and saying, who do you know? Who in your circle of friends, I just want you to think about this.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Who in your circle of friends ever came out for a second and defended what happened uh, to George Floyd? Cause that's what, that's what kind of like kicked this off again. Right. Like who, I don't know anybody that even asked me, yeah. you know, help them understand what was wrong there.
1: Right. You know what I mean? Like, no, you know, how you have some
0: people who are like, help me understand what I'm missing. I don't like, and I've, I've, <laughs> I've had those conversations. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I haven't even had that question where someone's like, help me see what I don't see. Right. What is it that he did? Not one, not one, not one. But because now people are emotionally engaged and now you've got man, if you if you look at some of the videos that are coming out of some of these cities, in particular, I'm thinking about Portland. Yeah. Where law enforcement is actually now they have subpoenaed video and uh, pictures from like The Washington Times, from these different news outlets, these reporters that are covering these stories because they're saying we need help to arrest Hmm. these people. And so there's a conversation happening around that. But let me say this, for all of the footage that you're seeing, there's much more that you're not seeing Mm -hmm. that's being locked away in the liberal vault (laughs) so that you don't get to see how ugly and how disturbing this actually is. What we're supposed to enter this conversation with is the kind of of conversation that Elmo is having with his dad. Are the protesters sad? Mm. They are sad, right? I mean, you know what (laughs) I want? I want Elmo to say... But Elmo doesn't understand why they're tearing things up,
1: burning buildings.
0: Why are they burning? Elmo doesn't understand. If the protesters love the protesters' community, why are the
1: protesters burning <laughs> it down? Elmo's well, that's gonna... a good question, Elmo. <laughs> we must have a
0: delay. I don't know. I can't hear what you're saying, son. That's what I want to. I want to. Let's ask that question. Like, why do we have oh, to paint? Man. You know what I'm saying? Paint funny, black, black people happened. as like justified barbarians, right? You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's no. That's just what they have to do. Man. They have to they have to blow stuff up where they live. No, because you've got Marxists, you've got people who've been been tra- mm.
4: tra- trained
0: to blow up police departments. Hmm. You know, to this is this is what they do. This is this is what we are. And I'm going to tell you, and this is what we were getting into a little bit yesterday. Um, for the Christian man, you're going to have to be ready to take an uncomfortable stance in in culture. Yeah. You're going to have to be ready it's to inevitable. do that. It's
1: inevitable. Yep.
0: And and we were talking about this last night and the and the readiness is not when you're right there in that moment. Right. 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 You got to be like the three Hebrew young men who are like, you know, what? we don't really need to take a sidebar on this. Mm -hmm. We don't need to go get together and decide how we're going to stand on this. We've already decided that this is what we're not going to do. And I think that's what you see uh, coming from who I I, I mean, I look (laughs) based on his own profession. Mm-hmm. Our brother, Sam Coonrod,
1: we need to pray for him, too, because we yeah. know that the heat is on and uh, that he that he will stay strong because, man, they, they're going to come after him. It's going to he's going to be seen as hateful. They're going to pour it on. You know, yes, we need to pray that he's staying.
0: This is what he said. He said, I'm a Christian. Like I said, I just can't get on board with a couple of things that I've read about Black Lives Matter, how they lean toward Marxism, Brother Holla at us. They don't lean toward
1: Marxism. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> they are Marxists. They fell in. Marxist, <laughs> they fell <right>? in. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, brother. <but> yeah. <laughs> which which way does the tree fall? <laughs> it falls in the direction that it leans. Yeah, they've fallen in. I mean, they're in. They're in. Okay, they are Marxist, brother. But I mean, that's train, fine. Train, I get what you're Marxist. saying. Train, train and train. Proud, of yeah, right? train. Trou- proud of it. All right. Proud proud of it. All right. <laughs> so, anyways, he says uh, how they lean toward Marxism. And they've said some negative things about the nuclear family. Once again. Uh, Again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that's what I'm saying, man. Let's pray for Brother Sam. Yeah, man. You know, because I think Brother Sam probably knows, like, they are Marxists. And, but, you know.
0: You want to be measured.
1: You want to be measured. So I think he's trying to, you know. And he, he said, like, I'm not trying to, you know, offend anyone. But I just can't do it. And I respect that. I respect that, you know, more than someone you know, just capitulating and and saying, Okay, well, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I didn't know you know. Man, like, look, stand on what you believe. And it's yeah. all right. We still live in America. And I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> I and, and I checked, this is I mean,
0: last we checked, yeah. we are talking to our kids about things like what's happening in California at the same remember. This is in California. This is in America. Right. You know, it's happening here. They're know, so shocked when we tell them the things like the squeeze that's that's happening right now on the church in America, they can't right. believe it. It sounds and the reason they can't believe it is because we've also discussed with them the squeeze and the smash that happens in other countries right. as it pertains to our faith. Yeah. So how Christians are suffering in other closed and hostile countries. So when we start talking to them about what's happening in America, they're like, here? That's mm. here, like that's happening here. It's It seems like another nation's disaster, right? Mm. Christians and other nations' problems. But this has come, this is here, this is here in the United States of America. And so right now, what we're trying to encourage our children to do and we encourage Christian parents to do is make sure that you fortify the biblical worldview that you're supposed to have already laid down for your kids. Yeah. Now you've got to go back and strengthen it. That's like your second coat. Now what you've <laughs> already laid down that we have a biblical worldview the way we look at things is through the lens of scripture so now you got to go back over that and as these situations arise you've got to be able to say and this is where the scriptures need to be applied to this mm. right mm-hmm. so for our brother Sam who's saying look I'm not kneeling for this what what I have learned about this organization what they stand for look I can't rock with that and here's something that's interesting and and I'm I'm curious to see if other sports teams will allow for this, I don't think they will.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: don't think they will allow for this. But this is interesting because the manager, a man by the name of Gabe Kapler, um, who who did Neil for everything, mm-hmm. all right, said this about Coonrod's decision. I thought this was interesting. I'm going to quote him here. He said, "The one thing that we said is we're going to let people express themselves." We're going to give them the choice on whether they're going to stand, kneel, or do something else. That was a personal decision for Sam. Look, <laughs> if, that, if that remains the tone and tenor of what we see happening as sports, you know, and, and you know, <laughs> these events get kicked up again, then I think most people can understand, okay, so you're free, you know, to mm-hmm. stand. You're free to kneel. You, you, that looks a little bit more like freedom. Even if you don't understand or agree mm-hmm. with the person kneeling, yeah. I support their right to do what they want. Mm-hmm. Now, if if the team says that they're going to allow for that kind of public expression,
4: mm-hmm.
0: if the team says that they're not allowing for any of it, you know, then that's that's on them. Right. But if right. they say they're going to allow for expression, then they should allow and be ready for all expression. And, and I, yeah. it almost seems like Sam Coonrod is challenging that and saying, is it is that real?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Are we
0: really gonna be able to do that? You know, so we'll we'll just have to see how that all shakes out. Um, I got about another clip, about a minute and a half. Do we have time for this before we go to the break?
1: Uh yeah, I think we
0: do. Okay, this real quick, this is Gordon and Maria from Sesame Street talking about why the same types of protests from the nineteen sixties have to keep happening today. Listen.
5: Nana used to protest in the nineteen sixties. Why we had to do this again and again and again?
3: That's a good and important question. Like your Nana, I remember the civil rights marches back in the 60s. And here we are again, marching and speaking up for change just like
5: before. Unfortunately, this change has taken a very long time. It's frustrating and unbelievable to me that we're still fighting the very same fight and dealing with the very same issues that we dealt with on Sesame Street in 1969. It breaks my heart. No child or grown-up should have to deal with being treated unfairly. We've got to change the course of history now.
3: That's why people are again protesting and marching and speaking up so that your nana, you, and everyone else never has to experience racism again. I've been so inspired by seeing the protests and heartfelt messages that people, young and old, have been sharing. Gives me hope that this time, change will happen.
5: I have hope too, mucha esperanza, that if we keep on marching and if we keep on speaking up, people will be respected equally.
0: It's not the same fight though.
5: Yeah.
0: It's not the same. Right. This is this is not the same fight from the 1960s. This is not the same thing that quote unquote Sesame Street was challenging in 1969. It is not. It is an ideology that seeks to overthrow this country. The attempt, the 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 intent is not to bring any type of beneficial change to the United States of America. It's to topple it. It's to overthrow it. But listen, good luck trying to explain that to a kid when they are fed this type of indoctrination daily. Mm -hmm. Daily. All right, we'll grab the break. 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840, the Friday edition. You can talk back to us when you call. We'll be right back. Welcome back, so AG, welcome back to Emily Addison's on American Family Radio. Family. We appreciate you listening. It's Friday edition. Um, everything kind of goes in the pot. You can comment on anything that we've talked about throughout the week. Um, also, you can talk about talk about today's show. Brought to you by the letter I, it's the letter of the day for indoctrination. Um, we talk about school curricula that uh, that's that actually probably is the point that it's already too late. You know, and I, I remember Ken Ham a while back making the point, the same point. That by the time your kids get to school, you've already been reading them books that uh, illustrated the ark with just animals hanging out the side. Like, you know,
4: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you're supposed to believe that that came through a worldwide flood. And, right. and it's a great point. It's And it's a similar point to the one that has to be made today. You know, while we're decrying what's happening in our school system and where we're sending our kids, we have to look at what's happening in our homes before they even get to school. Mm. Like, before they even leave, what is it that yeah. we are allowing to come in that is in direct conflict to what we endeavor to teach them. That's so right. anyways, welcome back to Aaron, the Addison's I uh, really do appreciate you listening. Mm-hmm. Well, the great, should we go and, and grab some of these, these phone lines that are lit up?
1: All right, let's go to, let's see, let's go to Thomas in Louisiana. Hi Thomas.
7: Hey, how's it going? Going good. Hello. Hey, uh, I just want to say first, uh, I love y'all and I thank y'all for uh, taking a stand for truth, um, which is what is so lacking. But uh, I just, had a question uh, and it's kind of based on my personal context uh i am a high school teacher and a farmer in an area that's uh pretty racially mixed i guess if you want to call it that um not that that makes a difference really in anything except in conversations mm-hmm. uh, but anyway i have uh, a one-year-old son of my own uh, with my wife and we have a daughter on the way. And uh, we also help raise a nine-year-old boy um, who is black. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't, that is not why we are helping with him. It doesn't have anything to do with his color. We also did the same thing with a white boy a few years ago.
4: Mm-hmm.
7: Um, but anyway, so the point that I'm getting at is uh, I see a lot of keyboard warriors, you know, on social <laughs> media and other uh, media outlets.
3: Uh trying
7: to say that no matter what you do uh as the oppressor you know in that <laughs> in that marxist terminology yeah. as being of the race of the oppressor, there's no way that you can't be racist mm. um and you know they say even if you have the best intentions, you know there's still intrinsically things that you're gonna do that uh that show your racism and your privilege and everything <laughs> and so but and but it'll be people that I have a conversation with that. I genuinely think that they have good intentions too, just severely misled. And so what I want to ask y'all is how do you reconcile, uh, somebody's professed Christianity, um, to, you know, what this truth is that we know is true because the Bible says it mm. and they just interpret it the wrong way. How, how do you reconcile people who claim to be Christians but still, uh, spew even if it's in a nice sounding way, this uh, um, divisive language, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think the
0: first question, Thomas, thank you so much for your call and the setup of it. We appreciate that. I think the first question has to be if the Christian you're talking to, you you have to establish whether or not the Christian you're talking to believes that the blood of Jesus Christ is potent. Mm. Do you believe what the gospel actually purports, that sin entered through the one man, Adam, right? Right. And so through the righteous act of Jesus Christ, now sin does not have to reign in our bodies. Amen. So my question is, is partiality a sin? The Bible it, categorizes it as a sin. So is there grace? Is there forgiveness for that sin in Jesus Christ? Those. Let's just establish our parameters now. If the person says, well, yes, we can be forgiven of our sin but I just don't think that I'm ever going to not be a racist. And I say, then you're not in Christ. Hmm. This is the same argument. You're going to tell me that, that you are going to identify as a, as a Christian racist. (laughs) Think about now. We come out hard on this. When we talk about homosexuality, you're Mm going to say that you're a gay celibate Christian. You're going to identify with the sin that you supposedly have been ransomed from. So my question would be, so sit down and tell me, So you consider yourself to be a Christian racist. Then why is the need for the Christian part? Just go be a racist.
4: Mm.
0: Go be a racist because now Christian is supposed to be your new identity. You're supposed to be hidden in Christ Jesus. The apostle Paul said, it's not I who lives any longer, Mm. but it's Christ living in me. So is Christ a racist? (laughs) Something is not all the way right. You understand? So you either are not in the faith. All right. Or you're weak in the faith and you need instruction, you need to understand, okay, right? But really, you cannot be in the faith and liking your sin and bringing it with you. So, see, this is where we get back to the Marxist roots of this philosophy, Where if you are a part of the hegemonic culture, that's the dominant culture, you're always going to be a part of that culture. And remember, this culture had to expand beyond socioeconomics. We had to find a way to make this more than dollars and cents, Mm. which is why LeBron James gets to be a part of the oppressed. Mm. He's not the oppressor. Look, classical Marxism would have made LeBron James the oppressor, big corporations the oppressor because of their money. The haves versus the have nots. Mm-hmm. But cultural Marxism, this new, iter- it's not new, this iteration of it says, no, it has nothing to do with money. It's something that's more immutable than that. Let's see what it, oh, yeah, it's skin color.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's
0: why LeBron James is oppressed.
1: And, I, and I'll and say, if you notice, they had all these different movements that has, have come and gone. Uh, the the 99% uh me too. There's some different yeah. ones. Yeah. And they fizzled out because they didn't have the element of having the skin color.
0: That's right. And That's so exactly right.
1: They it, it didn't have staying power because you had to have that on it for it to work.
0: Yeah. And look, and let me And let me say this too. If you were not a racist before you came to Christ, don't, don't let yourself slide into that category where you need to say, look, maybe I was that before, but now in Christ. No, look, if, if you didn't have those struggles, like- Don't let those be your struggles. Don't, you know, I I just, I don't think we need to get into this place where we need to take these terms, apply them to ourselves, excuse me, and then try to climb out from under them. Right. Don't, don't do that. Right. But if you have been set free from that, Mm -hmm. if you were guilty of showing partiality, if you thought that there were different orders or different accounts of creation. Then you are living in rebellion and opposition to the scriptures. And if Jesus Christ has set you free from that, mm-hmm. then that is a part of your testimony. And each one of us has a testimony. Amen. But what is happening in our culture today, that is not a testimony. Come on. That is, you are always dead in your sin.
1: <laughs> you can't do there it. Is, There's nothing that can, can be done about it. Like, you No always, redemption for you. That's, man, come on. It's foolishness.
0: Right. And if we don't allow that with anything else, if we don't allow that with anything else, then why would we allow it with that? Right. We must not. Where else do we go, Will the Great?
1: All right, let's go to Elizabeth in Texas. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi. Hello.
2: So um, I want to tell you that not that maybe you guys have never experienced personally, um, you know, the, the disrespect from police being a black person. But um, we, if it's the same it's the same reason, like from back in the '60s, because they were marching for black. And now, and um, because a little bit is left un, undone or un, um, taken out of the thing, that little bit that is still seeping in, although black people have much more freedom, is there is still some underlying that needs to be addressed. And so with that, uh, that white policeman kneeling in, in George Floyd's neck like that until he squeezed the life out of the man, it's the same thing. And unless we really nip it in the butt all the way through, black people don't need to stop until this thing is e- eradicated totally.
0: Elizabeth, it's not the same thing. Dear one, it is not the same thing. What law allowed for what happened to George Floyd to go unpunished? It is not the same thing. It is not the same. This is the same march of the 60s. This is not a march to change laws, things that you can look at and you can say, this is what we want to see different. What you're actually talking about, Elizabeth, is the work of the spirit in man's heart. Mm. Government can't do that. Government cannot do that. All that government from the 60s to today, all that government was able to do to benefit a group of people Who were oppressed. They had laws of oppression. This is actual factual. No one is denying that. All that government was able to do by law to change those things have been done. Now what you are seeking is the work of Christ in the human heart. So you know what black people need to do? Black people need to press on in evangelism. Mm. Black people need to stand up and say, you know what? The only remedy for your sin, if you are given to partiality, the only remedy for your sin is Jesus Christ. There's not another law that will be passed that is going to change the human heart. That is the work of Christ. That is the work of his cross. Will the Great, where do we go next?
1: All right. Let's go to Leanne in Virginia. Hi, Leanne.
2: Hello. Hello. Um, I just want to say amen. (laughs) Amen. Every time I listen to your show, I'm fired up and ready to go, and and I just I can't I can't add anything to any of the shows that you've had all week, and I
0: just love y'all and I thank God for you.
4: Thank you. Well, God bless thank you, Leanne. So we got to keep
0: holding the line. Listen, Appreciate it's not going to be easy.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not going to be easy. We have to keep holding the line. And we have to keep standing for truth. Listen. If Christ is not risen, then we're still, <clears throat> excuse me, we're st- uh, still dead in our sins. Yeah. All right. If, if Christ is not risen, then that means that he doesn't have power over death, hell and the grave. And he doesn't have power over sin. And if Jesus Christ cannot transform the human heart, why are we following him? He Jesus Christ did what Adam failed to do. If we're not in Christ, we're in Adam. Like, I, I, people need to understand that. And you know what? So you're going to get edemic results.
1: <laughs> you don't want that.
0: The, your Adam is showing. All right? <laughs> your, your Adam will continue to be showing. We got to keep holding the line. All right, Will the Great, where do we go next?
1: All right, let's go to Levi in Texas. Hi, Levi.
3: Hi, this is uh, Levi in Texas. And this statement is directly toward Will the Great Addison. <laughs> Will in light of Joe Biden willing to take on a vice president as a lady of color, uh-huh. I am so optimistic that if he would choose. Mickey Addison,
2: I oh, almost, no. and I say almost,
3: <laughs> vote Democrat. Uh,
2: no.
0: <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. That is funny. Oh, but, Brother
3: Levi. <laughs> no, Mr. sir. I, I want to I <laughs> compliment you guys, and I want to say something especially to Mickey. Mm-hmm. The way she explains things, mm. she has become my number one personality mm. because she explains things as though She is a mother talking to a child, and that helps me a lot. Mm. Uh, I was orphaned the day I was born. My father uh, went to prison, Mm. and uh, excuse me. Mm. Uh, I just appreciate you guys being great Christian parents, Mm. and uh, I I hope that uh, other children can experience the same thing. And thank you, big. that's all I had to say.
1: Thank you, Levi. God
0: bless you, Levi. God bless you. Man, I, I wow. appreciate you, and I appreciate your comments. I just, you know, if we could, we'll go back up to a, just a lighter note here for a second. I do not approve of this message that <laughs> Levi just gave about me being a running made possible. I'm just joking. Um, no, but I appreciate Man. what you're saying. Listen, yeah. we want to be faithful. Amen. That's it. That's Amen. the bottom line. We want to be it. faithful. And When we talk about what's happening in the world and in our culture, we want to be faithful to our, our Christian conviction. That's and right. we do that by staying steeped in the word of God. God bless you, Brother Levi. I appreciate you calling. Let's try to squeeze in one more call. Will the Great.
1: All right. Let's go to Stacy in Arkansas. Hi, Stacy.
2: Hello. Um, I just first, I just want to say I sure enjoy listening to your program and really, Miki and you both said what I was thinking, because it's going to be a matter of the change of heart. Mm. It's not going to work, work with laws and things like that. But if everyone's heart changed, then we would all be transformed and mm-hmm. be able to live in harmony. Mm-hmm. But sin is in our world. And unfortunately, we'll never see that paradise here. But that's, it's, it's all a matter of heart, mm. both for... Mm-hmm any of us in in all our actions it is a matter of the heart. So you really <laughs> explained what I was talking about, but it really did make me sad to hear about this SB Street conversation yeah. because it isn't the same as right. it was in nineteen sixty nine at all. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It's a matter That's of absolutely the heart. right.
1: Thank you,
0: yes.
4: Stacey.
0: Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Look, let me tell you something. There should have never been room uh, in the body of Christ for critical race theory and for this conversation that is happening out in the world. Remember, one of the things that we repeatedly say is that the culture wants problems, but they say you're not able to bring your book to the solution
4: mm-hmm.
0: like you. That's not if we're going to talk solutions, you can't bring the Bible and you have to leave your Christ out of it. <laughs> we, we don't have space for that. We want you to to use our parameters so now we have called the shots. We have determined what our talking points are going to, talking points are going to be. We have determined how how the words are going to be defined that we use, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And if you're going to engage with us, you have to use all of these terms. What I'm saying to the body of Christ, whatever your color is, what I'm saying to the body of Christ is that the gospel is enough. Amen. That the word of God is our straight edge. That's what we go back to <clears throat> repeatedly. Mm-hmm. And we can't stop doing that. We cannot stop doing that. All right. We're out of time. Man, it's been a a great week. Mm -hmm. It's great to end on a little bit of a higher note. Sesame Street singing? No?
1: All right. (laughs) Until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.